We are live here in the sit down here on the Built in Buffalo Network, live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter with myself, the Buffalo Sauce Guy. Guys, I've got a killer show planned for you guys tonight as we get ready. We're in training camp. means football's here. I know you guys got to be as hyped up as I am. So let me give you a little quick rundown before we kick off everything in the show. Uh, as always, guys, don't be afraid to hit that like and share. Follow us if you haven't done so already. Turn those notifications on because you don't want to miss any of this amazing Bills coverage that I myself give, but also all the guys here at Bills in Buffalo. So, Kyler Murray's contract, what is the importance of when we sign Josh Allen? Also, what veteran free agent defensive back has been being recruited by two Bills superstars? Let's also talk a little bit about the possibility of a Dawson Knox extension, Okay. And what do we need to do differently in this training camp and preseason versus last year? Also, what are two underrated players that I'm watching in training camp? And also, to end the show, along with my chicken wing recommendation for the week, is going to be my expectation if we're going to sign Jordan Poyer or if we're going to let him walk. You guys are here in the sit-down here on Friday night. Let's kick that music off. Okay, we are here and we are live in the sit down here on the built in Buffalo network live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Of course, we are in partnership with Total Sports Buffalo and Picasso's Pizza, one of my favorite pizza spots, by the way. Sauce God knows. So, guys, if you are out there watching, hit that like and share. Drop me comments. If you're watching on YouTube, super chat comments are highly prioritized. Guys, get involved with me. It's just myself tonight. The Buffalo Sauce God, which you can follow me on Twitter at Buffalo Sauce God. Uh, I'm excited to talk to the show tonight because this is really kind of the last weekend, per se, without much Bills news. We are in training camp. The vet, uh, the veterans are expected to join the rookies this weekend at St. Uh, John Fisher College, of course, in Rochester, New York. So I'm really excited. I'm going to try to get my ass there a couple times at, at least. So let's go through this show tonight. And obviously making waves was the Kyler Murray contract. Now, I know he doesn't play quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. But it does have some significance to it as well because he got signed this year with two uh, years remaining on his rookie deal. Of course, he was a top 10 pick. Um, two years remaining, we signed Josh as we picked up his fifth-year option. So I want to know what you guys think uh, in the comments, and please drop me as many comments as you guys can. What is the importance of Josh being extended last season versus this this season? So. Let me tell you, when it comes to NFL contracts, as you see, every year a guy is the new highest paid player in football. Aaron Rodgers is currently the highest paid player in football at $50 million a year. Um, let me tell you this, Kyler Murray getting that money, it's a great thing that we signed Josh when we did. So last season, I remember we're all kind of watching because Dak Prescott was due for an extension after being franchise tagged by the Dallas Cowboys. Josh, obviously, he had shown us enough in year three to prove that he deserved um, an extension and to be the quarterback of the future. So then also Lamar Jackson, who has still not been signed. So when we signed Josh, it came right after Dak, right? That kind of made the value of Josh Josh's contract become what it is. You're going to probably pay the next guy more money. That's just how it goes with the exception of a few. I mean, you have to obviously be in the top of your position to become the highest paid player. But Josh at, the, at that time had become – just that, uh, like next to Patrick Mahomes, 
So we actually saved a ton of money, in my opinion, by signing him when we did. I know some people thought that's a big contract. It's risky. You know, he plays. Let me tell you, he's our franchise quarterback. I don't think anybody there in Bill's Mafia doubts anymore. And if you do, you should go home. But it saves us money in the long run. It's a team-friendly contract that will help us stay competitive in the long run. So Lamar Jackson still hasn't been paid. Right, So you have to wonder what a guy like that is going to make if the Ravens should extend him or if he hits free agency. You could expect maybe $50 million a year. I mean, it sounds crazy, but the guy's got an MVP. So us signing Josh when we did kind of nipped it in the bud. Um, Baker could have been another guy too, by the way, that could have been looking at a possible extension too, but we all know how that's played out. So it's a great thing that we signed him when we did. It was a great contract. It's friendly for Josh. It's friendly for the team. And like I said, six years from now, guys might be getting paid 55, 60 million a year at, at the quarterback position. Like you wonder what Justin Herbert will get um, being a third year player now. So it's great that we did what we did. It makes me ex extremely happy that we did. I also want to say this too. When it comes to back to the quarterback position, character comes into play. It's not always skill set or athleticism or your consistency on the football field. Character has a lot to do with it. I thought that Josh showed tremendous character. He never said anything about his contract, except he's not worried about it. He's focused on one thing and one thing only, and that's winning and playing quarterback for the Bills. So character is wonderful. But a guy like Josh deserved his contract when he did. I'm happy that he's locked up for the foreseeable future as he is now in the final year of his rookie deal after we picked up his fifth year option, of course. So let me see what you guys are actually out there in the comments saying right now. By the way, we got Pokemon Professor who said, let's go. I love that. Kim Boomhauer says, happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. God bless. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Then we got Pokemon coming back. He said, Murray got his bag. I don't agree with the size uh, bag for production. Let me say something about that. I 100% agree. I'm not going to get into it because Kyler Murray is not a Bills player. But Kyler Murray did not deserve that contract. Deleting all social media stuff, not showing up to OTAs when you're in your, what is it, third year? <sighs> Dude, like, come on. I think that obviously the uh, Arizona Cardinals are heavily invested in Kyler Murray, drafting him first overall. Cliff Kingsbury has loved him since he was probably in elementary school, in all seriousness, since high school. So obviously they're invested in him, and you have to pay him. It's a lot of guaranteed money, by the way, $160 million, But I just like – a guy like Josh has shown me enough that he deserves it. I don't care what you say. Kyler Murray is not. So it makes me, again, happy that we signed Josh when he did. Then let's see. Lone Wolf said in a few years they'll rework Allen's deal. And you know what? I wonder about that too myself. Um, I don't think that Josh is that type of guy that's going to try to go get more money. I think maybe if you're going to restructure, it'll be to help the team. As we've seen, even a guy like Patrick Mahomes is done. Some guys do take pay cuts in order to re-sign players because there is a thing called salary cap. You can't keep everybody. You can't pay a guy $100 million a year and then try to sign, you know, uh, 52 other superstars. It just doesn't work that way. So that's a good point too, Lone Wolf. Glad we signed him when we did. Yeah, we saved cash, but it was more of a heartfelt move as well. I agree with that. And I think that it's something that gave us as Bill's Mafia a little bit of security. Um, and it really gave him a peace of mind and security because in the game of football, it's such a violent sport that that's why guys want to get paid. You know, you want to get paid for your career. You want to get paid when you go to work, right? You get paid when you do well, but also if you're going to be hurt, you want some security. So I think the Josh Allen deal was just exceptional timing. Dak kind of set the tone. So maybe we could have gotten it for cheaper, but I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about money when it comes to Joshua Allen, number 17. 
Also, too, look at this one. Lone Wolf said Rosen and Donald uh, Darnold aren't getting their day uh, their deals. So I made a little joke. The Browns re uh, signing uh, Josh Rosen this week. By the way, they could have just drafted him in 2018. So there's a little joke. I got my boy uh, Tim Taylor, who's a diehard Ravens fan, in the comments. He said, "Love you. Appreciate you, brother. God bless. Drive safe." Agreed about Josh's character, said Daniel. Uh, I questioned Kyler Murray's character and maturity. What has he really proven? I think he's proven that he's inconsistent. I think he's proven that he's small. I think that he's proven he's fast and he's a football player. But you want to be a franchise quarterback that gets $230 million a year? I'll tell you what. Kyler Murray better make a Super Bowl in the next three years because you got a lot of competition in the NFC. You've obviously complained and gotten your way. You need to prove it. So uh, I'm not a hater on Kyler Murray. But again, I don't think that contract was, was deserved especially when you put it in comparison to a guy like Josh Allen. So let's move on to our next subject, guys. Keep them comments coming. I love you guys, by the way. You are live here in the sit-down, hosted by myself, the Buffalo Sauce God, on the Built-in Buffalo Network on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Hit me with a like. Hit me with a share. Hit me with a comment and follow us if you haven't done so already, man, because I'll tell you what, this is the best Bills coverage on all the planet. And who else isn't excited? Like, football is here, guys. Football is here. Training camp is here. All right, so let's move on to the next one. So... I've been seeing some news lately. There is apparently a veteran cornerback, Joe Hayden, who some of you know at one point was probably one of the top defensive backs in the NFL. He's 33 years old now, sure, but it apparently seems that Joe Hayden is being recruited by other teams as well, but most notably the Bills with Stephon Diggs and Vaughn Miller. Now you wonder, okay, he's 33. He's definitely got some left in the tank. He's not anything close to a lead anymore, but – does he still have enough to contribute to this team, especially if Tredavious White is not ready and able to go week one due to coming back from injury, which we all know we don't want to rush Trey. We have a rookie defensive back in Kyra Alam. We still have Taron Johnson and Dane Jackson, but we've lost Levi Wallace. So I want to know what do you guys think. Should we sign Joe Hayden? How would you feel about it? Let me know you guys' thoughts in the comments. I think personally – if you're going to obviously sign him, it's probably going to be for a veteran minimum deal. I don't think obviously he's going to get extended like a, a contract for long-term or anything crazy or any mind-blowing numbers. But I do think that as a veteran, he can come in and contribute. I think that, again, you sign him for the veteran minimum, the value is there. The guy can play. He's leadership. He's been in the game. And you do need somebody to kind of fill in for that loss of Levi Wallace in the potential absence of Tredavious White. So, I think Joe Hayden, like I said, was really great with the with the Cleveland Browns. Even with the P Pittsburgh Steelers, he wasn't that bad. It's it's kind of a, a, a bold move to make. You don't expect him to be a superstar, but I, again, I think that it would add value to this team and a little bit of a security blanket because coming back from an ACL tear like Tredavious White is, you just don't want to rush back. ACL injuries are hard to come back from, especially when you move the way that Tredavious White does. But, of course, he's going to come back completely healthy and return to all-pro form. But you do wonder how long is he truly going to be out for. So if that's the case, I think that it's excellent to see, number one, that there are Bills superstars that are out there recruiting um, versus us trying to, in the Bills Mafia fan base, trying to recruit them. Stephon Diggs and Vaughn Miller are definitely two guys that have stature in this league. And, again, Guys want to play with Josh Allen. They want to be on this team. This is a potential Super Bowl team. I mean, call it ring chasing if you want to, but really, you just got to go get a job. He's, he's a free agent as of now, so we could sign him. 
I don't know exactly what the contract details could look like, but I think that it definitely has some potentially uh, potential upside. Shoot, maybe he even plays well, and he's on the team further into the season, not even just the beginning couple of weeks. So let me see what you guys are saying here in the comments. I see Steve, by the way, checking in. What's going on, Steve? My guy who actually behind me is that Doug Flutie jersey. That's courtesy of him. That's a signed Doug Flutie jersey. Josh seems like a true player. Yes, sir. Let's go on to the next one. My boy, Connor Mahady, down in Florida, brother. How are you doing? God bless you, man. I'm happy to see you in here. By the way, sending him a Thurman Thomas jersey to get his ass hooked up for when he comes to visit for some Bills games. He says, more veteran help will do nothing but help us. Veteran deal is key. It will give Trey time to help uh, heal up properly, put less pressure on Alam, and allow us to rotate corners and keep the gas tanks high. So I like that you brought that up, and, and I appreciate you for stopping in here, Connor. Make sure to hang out. Uh, don't want to miss the end of the show, guys. Got a little special treat for you along with my chicken wing recommendation. I'm going to get you guys hyped up for the season. So I think right now, last season specifically before Tredavious White got hurt, we saw that defensive backcourt step up. I mean, they still played lights out. They were still very good. And that was with a average at best pass rush. Now you throw a guy like Vaughn Miller in the mix. Now you got different defensive tackles. You have a different defensive line completely. So what I've always tried to tell people that haven't played the game of football or don't truly understand it, let me tell you, if you're a defensive back and you're playing man coverage, staying on your guy, especially a guy like Tyreek Hill, for more than five seconds is incredibly difficult to do. You have the best safety tandem behind you, by the way, in Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. Let's not argue about that. I think we can all agree. That makes the job much easier for, for a defensive back. So I think that's going to help Kyrie Alam succeed and thrive, especially in the absence of Tredavious White, because this is a chance for him to show what he's made of. Now, let me also bring up something else, too. Tredavious White's rookie year was incredible. Second uh, second place for defensive rookie of the year behind Marshawn Lattimore, and I think he deserved first. Um, he could step in. He could make a big impact, but you still need depth. Like I said, Levi Wallace is there. Maybe not. But now you got to look at other options. There are some other guys on the market. We talked about this a little bit, um, myself and Caleb, in recent weeks. But Joe Hayden, definitely you could get him on that veteran minimum. I think that's key. That will help keep the defensive backs fresh, just like Connor said. So, Connor, I thank you for that comment. Let's see what Lone Wolf said. If Trey isn't ready week one and we sign Hayden, who gets a cut when Trey does come back? At least it's not going to be a guy uh, retiring at halftime. You guys know what I'm talking about. I don't know. I think he'll compete for depth, but Taron Johnson's spot's locked up. Pretty sure right now Dane Jackson as well because he's on the rookie deal. Dane Jackson can play, by the way. We all know that, too. We've seen him at times uh, play above average for where he was drafted and his expectations. So it's tough to say. I think that it depends how he plays. Let's say he's playing really well. You can't get rid of him. You can't. So you look at maybe another position that you could potentially cut. Um, I'm not entirely sure. That's what kind of makes this situation a little bit more touchy because we don't know who we would keep afterwards. But if they do sign him, I hope he plays well, and I hope he plays well enough to stay on the team for our entire Super Bowl run and then join us in the Allentown Parade, which will be right down the street from me. Lone Wolf, thank you for the comment. Much love from Connor. Buffalo Bully, by the way, thank you for tuning in. He said, hashtag Bills, Mafia for life. And then here is Mr. Prez himself, Dave Myers. Thank you very much. He said, let's go, Sauce God. And if you haven't done so already, smash that like button because you are live here Friday night in the sit-down with the Sauce God. 
here on the Built in Buffalo Network on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We're talking about the stuff as we are getting ready for training camp. Guys, I'm freaking excited. I'm so excited because, dude, football is the best time of year, right? It is. A little bit colder weather, hoodie weather, Josh Allen lighting people up. Man, I'll tell you what, it is a great time to be a Buffalo Bills fan. And it is definitely, let me say this too, this is a team that Joe Hayden probably wouldn't turn his head for years ago. But now you get a call from Brandon Bean or you get a call from Stephon Dick, Josh Allen, Vaughn Miller, it doesn't matter. You're going to pick up that phone call and you're probably, hey, can I come play for you? Rather than, you know, do you want to sign me? So I kind of think that's kind of going to be the mentality here. I still think the Bills are all set as is. You just don't want to rush Tredavious White back. You just don't. So if we got to go get him, I understand it. I think it would be possibly the smart move. Maybe another guy. I think you still have to definitely look at picking up a defensive back on the um, on the free agent market, no matter what. And by the way, too, Lone Wolf said, Billsology is back tomorrow night, I believe. Yes, it is. Dave and Akeem, and both of those guys are exceptional. I've actually been live with Akeem a couple of times, and Dave himself. Uh, I'm excited to tune in myself. I'll be there tomorrow night. I'm not sure exactly the time. So, Dave, if you're in the comments, drop me the comment on the time so we can get you guys some more viewers. So let's move on to the next topic, guys, and keep those comments coming because let me tell you what. The next question is a hypothetical, but there's been a little bit of talk about, and that is, is this guy right here on the verge of a possible extension? Let's take a look right here. Let me unmute myself. As you guys just saw, Mr. Dawson Knox, which I had to play that for you guys to get you guys a little hyped up. Even I myself get a little hyped up just seeing Josh toss that pretty, pretty little touchdown pass to Dawson Knox, of course, on Sunday night football last year. So let's talk about this because he has actually come out and spoken about it. Nothing bad. But is Dawson Knox potentially on the verge of an extension now? Is it some point during the season? Or is it some point during the offseason next year heading into the next season? I personally think, okay, he's going to get an extension. He fits in with this team. I think it's all going to really depend now what the money situation is going to look like. I want to know what you guys think. Do we, uh, do we sign him now? Is it next year during the season? What do you guys think? Do you, do you think it's necessary? Is it important? Because I'll tell you what, I certainly do. So let me bring up this. David Njoku got a um, a contract extension, which was for four years, $56.75 million with $28 million guaranteed, and that's at $14 million per year. And that makes him the high, uh, fifth highest paid tight end behind George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, da- Dallas Goddard, and Mark Andrews. Now, I bring this up because this is kind of the, the start to where you got to look for Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox is almost 100% more than likely going to get paid more than that. 
What would it look like? Something like a five-year deal, maybe, maybe $60 million. I mean, it's a little bit more, but you have to think Dawson Knox is probably going to get paid maybe $15, $16 million a year if we sign him now. So he actually has come out and said that he's not worried about it, just like Josh. He said he's not worried about it. He is more concerned about playing football, and he's more concerned about winning, and that right there is what I want to hear. Obviously, like I said previously, in the NFL, you're you gotta get paid. You gotta get your you gotta get your chicken. Save your chicken, as Marshawn Lynch, uh Marshawn Lynch said. <laughs> it's just sign him now and it'll be cheaper. Versus other guys might want to rework their contracts. Other guys might, you know, like a guy like Kyle Pitts, was he gonna get paid eventually? I mean, that's an incredibly talented young tight end. But Dawson, I think last year proved to me. He's worked on his inconsistencies, and his biggest inconsistency was that he dropped a lot of passes. But we saw year one, he was a dog. Stiff arming guys in the Bengals game and just pushing over him. Dog. He's also very, very instrumental to playing with Josh Allen. He's got his back. He's got that attitude on the field, and he's a dangerous playmaker, and he really came alive last year. I think the nation kind of got to see a little bit more about Dawson Knox um, last year against the Kansas City Chiefs in that Sunday night football game. And at one point last year, People were saying he was a top three tight end in the NFL. Of course, I, there's other guys that would put ahead of him, and I'm not being bi- I'm trying not to be biased here, but I would definitely take Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews and probably Darren Waller ahead of him. But I'd probably have him at the fourth or fifth best tight end. I think that he deserves to get paid. I'm not sure what the contract figures would look like, but like I said, it's better now than in the future because in the future, other guys might get paid. And this is a team that's built to win right now, yes. But we are also built for the next five to 10 years. We have draft capital. We have contracts that are working in favor. No, no, no BS contracts like we had with Doug Whaley. This team is built well, but in order to do that, you got to save money. You got to be a little, but you don't want to be cheap towards your players, but you got to nip it in the bud. And that's what Brandon Bean does incredibly well. He gets these guys paid, gets them paid on time, and he gets them paid fairly. So I think Dawson Knox. I don't know if we'll, if we'll do something like that during the season. You don't see a lot of contract extensions go on during the season because guys like to focus on playing. You know what I mean? Once once you're playing, you're not going to usually sit at the table with your agent and look over the contract. And I'm sure most guys want to be involved in what they're making, especially we see some agents in the sports world do, do people dirty. So, again, you get it done now, it'd be even better. I don't think it could happen during the season. So maybe. Next, next off season would be my guess. If they don't get it done before the start of the regular season, it's definitely going to be, in my opinion, uh, in the off season next year. So let's see if some of your guys' comment. Diedrich Cochran said, go Bills, go. Red, white, and blue hearts. I love it. Go Bills. Steve said, Knox will get an extension, and he also tends to agree with me that it will be in next year's off season. I'd like to see it done now. Obviously, we all do. We want to sign everybody. We want to keep all the core players. Yes, he is something I think is instrumental. O.J. Howard's probably not with the Bills long term. So, I mean, you know, Dawson Knox, it's not bringing O.J. Howard in to compete. It's bringing him in to add to the the versatility and the dangerousness of this offense. So, uh, my expectations are probably next offseason. Again, it could happen right now before the regular season starts, but we don't have too much time remaining. So, and we're still looking 
probably more at the Jordan Poyer contract situation because he is, of course, in the final year of his deal, which we're going to talk about that later in the show. Of course, live here on the sit-down on the Built in Buffalo Network with myself, the Buffalo Sauce God. Follow me on Twitter if you haven't done so already, at Buffalo Sauce God. I love to chat with the people, love to talk Bills football. Let's see some more comments, too. Daniel says, I think the Knox extension is next offseason. Money is tight now. Agreed. We got to free up money. But after this year, Josh's contract is going to come into play. Guys like Gabe Davis are going to get due to paid soon. We still don't know what we're going to do with Tremaine Edmonds. So money is tight right now, but I do think we do re-sign him. Uh, probably a good four or five-year deal. That's my guess. Knox has only had one really good year so far. Yes, he's been inconsistent his first couple of years, but this past season he kind of broke out and um, really stepped in. So let's see. Lone Wolf also says maybe that contract will get done during the bye week. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm okay with that. Give everyone something to talk about during the break, right? Because that's like the one week during football season that just feels so damn weird. Uh, my guy Biggs, by the way, it was just his birthday, Packers fan. He's coming for Sunday Night Football. Said record predictions for the year. Oh, 17-0. 17-0. by 100. Bills by a billion. Uh, actually, Biggs, I really had the Bills going, I think it was 15-2 and two or 16-1. and one. I went through the whole entire schedule, and I mean – that's just what I think. I looked at the schedule, and I think the Bills are really the best team and the best matched right now versus everybody on their schedule. If you ask people around here, they think that their schedule is a cakewalk, and that enables them to potentially go 17-0. By the way, in uh, Vegas, the Bills have decent amount of bets on them to go 17-0. The rest of the league is like one less. So maybe people are high on the Bills going undefeated this year, but let's do it in full. I'm like the Patriots back in 07, which we all – we all love that one. Thank you, Giants. Let's see. Connor also says he fits the uh, he fits perfect, but another year to prove consistency is important. Yeah, of course, because now let's say he starts dropping the ball again or just kind of doesn't groove with this offense. Um, you wonder, but I do think he's fitting in well. I think he's proven now that he deserves to get an extension, what it's going to look like. It's going to be more than David Njoku. I mean, he's I'll take Dawson Knox over David Njoku any day. So that's kind of my thoughts on that. You want to prove it more, yes, but you also don't want to wait forever. You want to show guys that you believe in them and you'll give them that security and you'll put your faith in them. And I think that Dawson Knox is definitely a caliber of a player that can do so. So let's see one more good year to really get him that contract extension. We almost lost Edmonds, said Steve. I wonder about that. Sunday night football, I'm chopping up a cheese head. Amen to that, Biggs. Can't wait to have you. So that's enough about Dawson Knox. Let's move on to another topic, of course which is what do we need? Let me put this actually up for you guys. What needs to be different in this preseason and training camp versus last season? So I bring this up because we haven't played preseason yet. Veterans aren't even there yet. They will be reporting. Last offseason and in training camp at preseason, there was so much hype with the Bills team. Josh at that point had really – Built a lot of hype coming off finishing second in MVP voting to Aaron Rodgers, who you really could have picked Josh to win it that year. But Aaron Rodgers was also lights out that year and incredibly consistent. But I think we kind of got not lazy, but a little full of ourselves and a little too high on ourselves because we didn't really play anybody until the final game of preseason. I mean, Josh had the visor on. He's making incredible throws, and people were talking about, oh, he went 11 for 11 in 7-on-7 seven seven drills. That's 7-on-7 seven seven drills. 
Yeah, it's not a regular game. It's not full-paced game. It's just not. So you can't go based on that, right? But, of course, you don't want to get guys hurt. But we had so much hype that that last season that it almost seemed like we kind of just let it get to our heads a little bit. We didn't play anybody for those first couple of preseason games. And, of course, we played Josh and the starters for a little bit against the Packers, in which they looked incredibly good. But they were also playing against pretty much backups for the Packers at that point. So, yeah, you're going to come out and light it up. But we saw enough from Josh. Like, we're ready to go. That was my attitude. Like, no joke. I remember where I was. I was sitting at the Lakeside Club in Dunkirk, and I'm watching, and I'm saying, wow, they look so good. Like, this looks like Josh is just going to pick up right where he left off after year three, and this team only got better. Then we had a reality check week one. We host the Pittsburgh Steelers after not being able to have a full capacity of fans for a whole year due to COVID. And we came out flat. We didn't come out. I mean, we were all in the stands taking, hey, are we going over under 350 passing yards today? Wasn't anything even close to that. It was not a good game by the Buffalo Bills whatsoever. They came out flat and kind of a good thing, in my opinion, to be humbled like that. So it's like this year I want to see the guys play a little bit more. I want to see us not be so afraid of getting guys hurt. I want guys to be more involved. I don't want to just pick it up after, you know, one preseason game against the Packers and think, oh, we're all set. I think that you practice how you play. NFL is a little bit different with injuries. I get it. But we need to see a little bit more action. Um, We definitely want to give our rookies some sufficient time out there too. But I just want to see this team, instead instead of just thinking, hey, we're a Super Bowl team, go out there and prove it. Uh, prove it because you know you are like we all know the bills are a super bowl contender i think nobody in the nation is going to debate that we're probably the super bowl favorites uh to everybody and i think that we can't let that get to our head we did last year in my opinion we we had games like that jaguars game and i hate when we're when we're favored by like 16 points that's that's dangerous that's dangerous it's just it's a trap game sure but letting it get to your head so we need to remember who we are Go out and play our game. Focus on getting through the preseason healthy and training camp healthy. But get ready to play in preseason. Treat it like it's regular season in a sense. We just need to make sure that we show up and we're we're well prepared because this is the year, guys. This is the year. I mean, we really should not win less than 13 games in my opinion. Last year, we did good enough. It was a little bit of a tougher schedule, but those expectations can do something to you. Personally, like, as a person myself, I if I have the feeling that I'm all set, sometimes I might not work as hard. I might get a little complacent. So I just don't want this team to become complacent like I think that they did last year in preseason and in training camp. I understand, of course, like I said, trying not to get guys hurt. But you got to be ready. You got to be ready. I mean, like, look at, look at, like, the game of basketball when guys come out in the first game of the season. You ever see how sloppy they play? That's because you're getting in the groove. You're not in mid-season form. When we were watching Josh in preseason and training camp last year, we were literally saying he's already in mid-season form. It's not like that. And, of course, I think that it was a great year that we had last year because, again, we had those Super Bowl expectations. We had a lot of hype. But now we've had the expectations. We don't have to feel that pressure. We can just go out there and do what we did. Previous year, nobody expected anything like we did. But that's the difference. Expectations can do something to you. So let me see what you guys are thinking in the comments. By the way, Penny Andrews, welcome back. Happy to have you in here in the sit-down. says, go Bills. Go Bills. 
Many mouths to feed sign knocks over Edmonds, said Lone Wolf, by the way. Exactly, Penny. Just hope they do not get overconfident. Now, do you guys agree with me in the comments that they were a little bit overconfident last year? Was it a team thing? Was it a McDermott thing? Was it a Brandon Bean thing? I, again, you know, you got to show up to practice. You got to show up ready to go. You can't skip. You got to do what you have to do. And that's what this team does. They like to come to work. I want them to get the opportunity to work as hard as they want to. Um, Yes, we're healthy. You know, we have a stacked team. You want to stay that way. But I want guys ready to play week one. So don't get overconfident. Stay humble. Stay grounded. Let's get to the regular season. Remember, it's one week at a time, one down at a time. You can't look at the Super Bowl right now. I'm not even looking at week one right now. I'm looking at this weekend in training camp. That would be my mentality if I was a Buffalo Bills player. So that's what I'd like to see. Personally, I like the preseason game, said Lone Wolf. Get to see the rookies and the depth players along with new free agent signings. Yes, I agree with that. Especially some guys that come here that we're excited to see. Like, who isn't excited to see Von Miller on the Buffalo Bills field for the first time as a Buffalo Bill? So that's always a cool thing. And, of course, you know, preseason games are very cheap, too, by the way. So I like to try and even hit, you know, if there's two of them, I try to go to two. If there's one, I try to at least go to that one as well. Um, preseason still has its benefit. You know, it's cheap football. It's almost like going to a trip, a triple A uh, baseball game. We are the American team, says Steven. I won't tell Eve that. Because, you know, Cowboys. Thank you, said Penny. And 100% that Steers game was overconfidence at its finest, said Connor. I agree, dude. It's just, like I said, even me in the stands. We're sitting there dapping up, going over under 350 passing yards. What are we doing, 49 nothing? What did we lose, 2016? We didn't even look like we had a shot. You know what I mean? We just made mental errors. We didn't, we didn't play our game. We played what we thought we were going to do instead of just going out there and doing it. So, I again, I think that not having that in the back of our heads now, we could just go out there and comfortably play football, less pressure. Um, and less pressure, you guys know, it's it's overall, it's going to probably add to this team's success. What do you think of Josh making a commercial? By the way, he should be in more commercials. Have you seen that dude in shorts? Um, I think it's great to see him getting more on the national stage and getting that recognition, obviously, we know he's the second highest jersey sale in football, I believe, behind Tom Brady, was it? Um, I hate that. But it's great to see Josh finally getting that recognition, and he's always great on camera. He's a really humble guy, sounds good. He's always got the nice smile. He looks like he's just happy to be there. So I think it's pretty cool that he got to do that for Lays. Not sure what the status is regarding Kim Bagula's health, but praying for the best, says Jenny. Um, yeah, that's another st- uh, another thing, too. We haven't heard anything about Kim, so thoughts and prayers are with Kim and the fam- the Pagula family at this time, hoping that she is okay and gets out of the hospital and is back to um, being a part of this Bills and Sabres organization. All right, guys, so let's move on to our next topic. Of course, you are live here in the sit-down on the Bills and Buffalo Network, live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter with myself, the Buffalo Sauce God. Follow me on Twitter if you haven't done so already at Buffalo Sauce God. Hit that like and share button. And, of course, the Built-In Buffalo Network is sponsored by Total Sports Buffalo and Picasso's Pizza. Who don't love Picasso's Pizza? The cup and char. You know what I'm saying? I love that. And, by the way, too, Lone Wolf said maybe the Rams would be overconfident. That's something that I think, ooh, we got a little taste. We got a little taste for blood. I like that. Maybe they will be. So let's get ready to move on to our next topic of discussion. Keep those guys' uh, com- comments coming, guys. You guys have been awesome out there. Thank you for keeping me occupied. Here doing the show by myself tonight. Now, here we go. 
who are the two most underrated players in training camp? Or you could even say, who are you kind of looking at the most? And I'm not talking about your superstar players or guys you're excited. Who are you most watching? So for me, one of them is Dane Jackson. And that's because Dane Jackson is obviously, like I he's competing to get playing time, number one. He's got it right now. Um, but if they sign Joe Hayden, then you're competing. So I think Dane Jackson's got a, a chance to really prove what he can do, stepping up uh, in place of Levi Wallace. Kyer Alam, I think, is going to be exceptional, but he's got the expectations. Dane Jackson's got to go out there and prove something. You know, he's, he's an underdog. So I'm always looking forward to seeing what he's going to do. I think competition is always a great thing. It brings out the best of people. It gives you a reason to work harder. And, you know, prove prove to everybody that you're a pivotal point of this team and that that defensive secondary is, is in completely good hands when you're there, especially when Tredavious White comes back. And that can make it, if they do sign a guy like Joe Hayden, and then Tredavious White comes back and we got to cut Dane or Joe Hayden, it kind of makes it a little bit different if you've proven yourself at that point. So he's a guy that I'm watching on the field in training camp um, on the defensive side of the football. And when it comes to the offensive side of the football, now here's a little bit of a tough one. I was going to say Isaiah Hodgins, but I you just never know like what his playing time is really going to be. Even when he's been on the active roster, he's never gone in the game. He hasn't seen playing time in a regular season game. A lot of hype with him, with his size. I think he's 6'4". Same year that we drafted Gabe Davis. Those two were competing for that uh, last receiver spot, really. So I wanted to say Isaiah Hodgins, but honestly, I really think, guys, I think the most underrated player in training camp is going to be O.J. Howard in, in preseason because we want to know what his contribution and his role on this offense is going to be. I think O.J. Howard is, uh, when he came out of Alabama, he had tons of hype, you know, all-world talent, size, everything, big playmaking ability, great receiver at the tight end position, pretty solid blocker. Now he can run a two tight end set. So I'm really curious to see what he does because Dawson Knox is tight end one. So now you got to compete for reps with him. And you're looking to get paid after this year. I believe he's here in the, with the Buffalo Bills on a one-year deal. So he's got to try and get himself paid. And, hey, I mean, nothing's guaranteed. Just because he signed doesn't mean he doesn't get cut. Who knows? Maybe some, some other person steps up. I don't see that happening uh, to lose O.J. Howard. But I think that here's a great chance. You never really got the fair due in, in Tampa, in my opinion, because injury, Jameis Winston, and then Gronkowski. When I say that injury, obviously not going to see the playing field. Jameis Winston likes to throw as many interceptions as he does touchdowns. And then Gronkowski was, was the guy for Brady. So OJ Howard never really got a real shot in my opinion. So I think that he's something to look at, obviously being new to the team too. That's a thing to look at as well, but he's a guy that I think might shock some people. Maybe, maybe really even adds a way different dynamic to this offense and, and a level of explosiveness that we could really enjoy seeing. So that's my two. Let's see what you guys in the comments are saying. Let me get this off of here. Singletary. Okay. Now, Lone Wolf, I was going to say Devin Singletary at first. Um, but I think that, you know, he's still running back one. So we all know he's ready to go. We've seen him thrive when he got the ball, when he actually was prioritized as running back one. I said last year that was what we needed. We didn't need to sign a running back. We didn't need to draft. We just needed to literally 
decide who we're gonna who we're gonna run with. You know, one quarter we got Singletary, next drive we got Zach Moss and Brita. You know what I mean? Like we never had consistency consistency there. So I think Devin Singletary, yes, a little underrated, especially James Cook coming in, um, and Duke Johnson too. So there's some more competition there. I don't know what Zach Moss's deal is exactly, but that's a good one too, Lone Wolf. I could actually, I was gonna maybe say Devin Singletary, but again, I think that he's uh, he knows what he's got to do on this offense, and he's been here doing it. So that's what I fully expect him to do. Let's see what Connor says. He says Epinesa and Alam on defense. I want to see if AJ's a, a, a boom or a bust. I want to see how Elam does out the gates with all the hype. Now, Epinesa, I agree with that because Von Miller comes in. Greg Rousseau has obviously got the brightest future, in my opinion, out of the, the younger defensive uh, pass rushers. But I think AJ Epinesa last year had a ton of hype. Sean McDermott was praising him, saying that, you know, now that he's got a preseason, you're seeing his – his actual, the, the the fruits of his labor coming to fruition. But he didn't really show that. At times, he kind of looked monstrous, but he wasn't. He didn't pan out the way that he was supposed to last year. So he's got to fight for himself to have a spot on this team as well. Um, being drafted in 2020, uh, now in his third year with the Buffalo Bills. And guys like Greg Rousseau and Boogie Basham, I think, are only going to thrive and, and make a difference with this team. And I think that if anybody's place is good, it's them. Uh, AJ Epinesa, not so much. So that's actually a pretty good one. And when it comes to Kyer Alam, yeah, I guess you could say that too. But I think that this guy's ready to go. You know, you drafted him in the first round because you expect him to be a starter. You expect him to contribute. How elite his play will be, that's up for debate. But I like that pick. But, of course, that's why I made my picks. And um, that's what I'm sticking with. Let's see. On offense, I want to see what Crowder brings to the table. And that's a good one. I'm surprised nobody else has said it yet. Crowder's got to fight with Isaiah McKenzie for that slot receiver role. And obviously on an offense that's got Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox commanding targets and other guys as well. So I like that too because Crowder – oh, Tavon Austin too. You know, he's going to compete, but that's not really one of my underrated guys. But I like that pick, Connor, because Crowder has a lot of upside. We never got to see fully what he could do because he played for the East Rutherford Jets instead of a team like the Buffalo Bills, much different. So I kind of like that pick as well, Connor. Let's take uh, one more, and then we're going to move on as we get ready to talk about our last subject and then the usual outro with the chicken wing recommendation for the week as well as some fucking world-class hype. So Penny Andrews says, uh, Tyler Bass, good kicker. I like that. Um, I think he might assert himself as potentially the best kicker in the NFL. We'll see. Uh, I don't think it's Rodrigo Blankenship. So, of course, guys, we're live here on the sit-down on the Built-in Buffalo Network with myself, the Buffalo Sauce God, talking Bill's training camp as we are going to move into our final discussion right here. And I want to keep uh, those comments coming, guys, because this one right here is a big one. Will we extend Jordan Poyer or will we let him walk? Now, when I say extend him, I don't mean at the start of next offseason. I mean do we extend him now or during the regular season this year? We all know that Jordan Poyer is incredibly valuable and pivotal to this team, not just the defense, the team itself, right? So I want to see his extension done now. I think that showing up um, to voluntary workouts and being there was a good thing. I know he wasn't there at first. I know he changed agents and everything, but I do know Brandon Bean has it in the forefront of his mind. There's a lot of things to focus on when it comes to being a general manager, but 
it's not even an it's not an issue of mileage. It's not an issue of anything else. It's not an issue of play. It's just an issue of salary cap. Everybody wants to get paid. Everybody's getting all this guaranteed money. Everybody wants to get paid, and rightfully so. Okay, but let's get him extended now. That's my take on that. I don't want to wait for free agency next year. He could get a lot more money somewhere else. Now, would he want to leave here? I don't necessarily think that. I know he loves Buffalo. This is his home. This is where he plays well. He's got Micah right next to him. Them two are probably bunk uh, bunk buddies or whatever. You know what I mean? Like some stepbrother stuff. I think that we possibly get this extension done at some point during the preseason. Um, that's my expectation, and I'd love to see that. I really don't want to give him a chance to walk. We could obviously still go after him in free agency too, but it might even cost us more at that point. So get it done now. Let's see what Steven says. He says, let's get it done now. I agree with that. Penny says, end of the season. Okay, Penny, I respect that. I don't know if you do get it done this off season, but I'm just saying you don't want to wait. You want to get it taken care of. Let him have that comfortability. Let him, because then you're going to have to address Micah Hyde very soon as well. Let's not forget that as well as other guys. Let's see what Connor says too. He's a leader. I want the extension done now, but I believe in the first half of the season, we'll see the extension happen. I think so too. Like I said, either before the regular season starts or at some point during, I'm not sure, but I do think it's, it's a priority for the Buffalo Bills. And I think it's pivotal to the core, the defense, and he's played all pro caliber football every year he's been here. He's been snubbed so many times, guys. You know that. Pro Bowls, all pros, it doesn't matter. He plays well. One of the better coverage uh, safeties. One of the better run defending safeties. Him and Micah Hyde are the best safety tandem in football. And that's what makes jobs easier for defensive backs and everybody else. Those two. So I want to see it happen. I want to see it happen sooner than later. I'd rather not have to worry about it. I don't want to lose him. I think he's instrumental. You don't want to try to go draft a guy that's, you know, that's that, that's that good. And that sound on a team like the Bills. Penny says, I think Bean will extend Hyde and Poyer at some uh, at the same time. Okay, maybe they even ink together, like matching pajamas or something like that. Yeah, I'd like to see that, actually. So I agree with you guys. We do got to extend them. I'm not sure when it'll be, but I hope that it's sooner than later. So that is the end of the Bills talk. Don't go anywhere just yet because I'll tell you what. I've got a chicken wing recommendation for you guys, as always. Sauce God knows his wings. In fact, I just had some with a good friend of mine, Bobby Warren, Patriots fan, ironically, and he used ranch. Don't come to Buffalo and use ranch. Um, I'm going to give you guys my chicken wing recommendation for the week. Uh, I've given out some pretty good ones. I've had some people actually message me and say, wow, those were incredible. I think uh, this one is going to kind of uh, throw you guys off a little bit. This one is a little bit different. And this one is actually in Middleport, New York. Little dive bar, little Irish pub. And that is called Pony's Pub, which I'm going to tell you. Breaded hot. Breaded are so much different. They got breaded, the chicken fit, it doesn't matter. They are some of the absolute best wings. Ponies Irish Pub in Middleport, New York. The breaded hot, courtesy of the sauce god, of course. You guys know me. I love my chicken wings. Check them out. Little dive bar, cool place, great people. So let me sign off here. But before we sign off, let me tell you, man, this is the year for the Buffalo Bills. If you aren't hyped now, get hyped. Because I'll tell you what. Josh Allen is going to lead that team. He's going to lead the charge. We got Vaughn Miller, the missing piece that we needed. We've retained, guys. We've drafted well. We've got Stephon Diggs locked up, Josh Allen locked up. We're trying to keep this team intact for years to come. This is the year, Buffalo. This is the year, Bills Mafia. Training camp is underway. Let's get ready 
for the preseason. Stay healthy. Stay sharp. One down at a time. Focus. Let's do our job because we are no longer just playoff caliber. We are championship caliber, guys. Buffalo Bills, Super Bowl champions this year. Get ready, guys. And don't forget to tune in here in the sit-down on the Built in Buffalo Network live on Friday nights at 7 p.m. usually. Uh, hosted by myself, the Bills Mafia, the Buffalo Sauce God. I love all you guys out there. Make sure to follow us if you haven't done so already. Turn those notifications on so you don't miss any of the upcoming shows, including Billsology with Akeem and Dave Myers tomorrow night here on the Built in Buffalo Network live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. You guys have a wonderful, blessed rest of the weekend. Stand tall, bolster up, baby. God bless, and as always, go Bills.